Some girls just want to watch a world book. Jeff Dale's another draft day. Dale is top five past 98. I got just love to some Kevin James. Fucking Kevin James. It's the history of bad. It's bad. It's the history of bad. It's so bad. It's the history of bad ideas. It's the history of bad. Oh, yeah. It's the history of bad. Please note that any comments, jokes, questions, maybe, anything that we say on the History of Bad Ideas is all in good fun, and remember, we insult everybody. Our thoughts, opinions, questions, anything else, actions that we do on the show do not reflect any of our employers, organizations, advertisers, or anyone else that is associated with the History of Bad Ideas. And remember, at the end of the day, it's just a joke. Welcome to the History of Bad Ideas, episode number 353. I'm Jason. I'm Jeff. I'm Jim. I'm Scab Blake. Hey! Is it really Scab Blake when he's not here anymore? I think it's more Scab Brian. Maybe Scab Intern. Okay, okay. Just just, just a thought. Uh, yeah, it's- the intern's father has to uh, take over the job for the intern when he's not there. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Did you Is ground he, him? Um, <laughs> no, he's he's at the uh, debate tonight. He'll be feeding lines into the earpiece of Joe Biden. Okay, that'll be good. Blake will be feeding lines into the earpiece of uh, Trump. So they'll be on opposite sides tonight. Possibly. So... Uh, I think Blake wanted to watch the Indians game. Oh, yeah, they do play tonight. You know what? Before we get into this whole show, who is shocked that the Indians and Yankees, well, mostly the Yankees, are on ESPN at night uh, on the first night yeah. of the playoffs? Uh, they give the Yankees the 8 o'clock of the primetime game every time. There's no shock at all. What are they ranked? The seventh seed? Are they seven? No, they were fifth. Oh, are they fifth? Okay. Yeah, it's the four or five. Okay. Um, and oh, oh yeah, that's right because Oakland's number two, right? Yeah, White Sox seven. Yep, White Sox won today. The Blue Jays are in the process of winning, so it's a good day. Another. No, Blue, Blue Jays lost three to one to Tampa. What? <laughs> Did I look at that. Blue Jays wrong? lost three to one to Tampa. They were never in the league. <laughs> How did I miss this? I was watching the game. <laughs> you know why I blame this on? I blame it on because when they showed the stadium, it really looked like the uh, Toronto Stadium. <laughs> Tampa's did. So I'm blaming it on that. Can I do that? Yeah. No. The Blue Jays scored. They're only running in the eighth when they're down 3 nothing. For those Tampa that scored when I flipped it back before I came on Hobie. Damn it. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. How can the Reds have more wins than the Cardinals and they're a lower seed? Because their winning percentage is lower. That's bullcrap. No, because in the last two games. They have the essentially same winning percentage, but the Cardinals had the tiebreaker. Yeah, Which was what? Head to head? Head to head. Cardinals had a better head to head. Gotcha. And because the Reds would rather play Atlanta this round than the Padres. I 
I don't know about that because the Padres pitching staff is absolutely decimated with injuries. LeMay. That's all right. The Reds can't hit. (laughs) Yeah. They're not going to face the two best pitchers in in San Diego because they're hurt. The Reds can't hit, and they don't score runs unless they hit home runs, and San Diego's the hardest park to hit a home run in. So, Uh, Don't tell that to Tatis. Well, he's better than what we have. Um, Don't tell that to Tatis that has like eight grand slams this year. Eight of them? It's something like that. They had nobody else's team had like more than like three. <laughs> I think what really hurt the Reds. I don't know the exact numbers. They had a lot. I feel like what really hurt the Reds this year. They would have won more games, but they had that softball rule that they was only allowed. They were only allowed three home runs per games. That really hurt them. Uh, after that, it was an out. Um, I feel like they would have at least won a couple more games with that. It's a shame. It's a shame. Well, they. I mean, yeah, but you expect the softball year, you know, extra innings, you start with a runner on base, <laughs> designated hitter. I mean, that's all it is, is glorified softball. It is. <laughs> uh, I, I'm rooting in the playoffs. I'm rooting for the celebrity softball team to win. They're what, the eight, seventh ranked, I think? I think they're in it. Um, really? Because Kevin James is pitching for him. He is. He is. It's a bad day for that. Uh, Henry Cavill is. I think is... on the team now. <laughs> Henry Cavell is the cleanup hitter, so I think it will be okay. Um, but does he even know how to play baseball? Being a Brit and everything, don't tell him he's British. He doesn't know that. He has a cricket oh. bat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do like the eight-team playoff. So each te- each league gets eight teams. I'm okay with that. I like the best of three in the first round. I am I'm okay with that year. for this year. Yeah. Okay. Would you? I, mean, I, st- I still don't like losing teams to making playoffs type stuff. But. Um, Doug, do you like it? Do you like the expanded playoffs? Nah, for this year it's fine, but yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. Um, the Reds were batting like two, what, 215, I think, as a team, 220? Um, 212. 212. Yeah. Jason I, was I, giving them credit, 215. <laughs> I, I looked it up the other day. They had three guys on their entire team. It better than two fifty. <laughs> that's it. And one, and, of the, and that, mm-hmm. and then only one of them has enough at bats to qualify for. I mean, yes, like Stevenson had fourteen at bats, right? Or right. <laughs> yeah, because I was looking the other day. The one guy was batting three forty, but he had seventeen at bats. <laughs> that was it. It's just like, does that count? Um, on a side note, uh, congrats to uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning for winning the Stanley Cup last night. So congratulations. <clears throat> Beating that imposter of a team that we will not even talk about that left Minnesota. So there you go. Um, Steven St- uh, or Stamkos. I'm still, What's that? I, I, I'm still disappointed in that team when they moved to Dallas mm-hmm. instead of uh, – the. It was Minnesota North Stars, and then they said the Stars. No, they should have been the Dallas Lone Star. It would have been perfect. Would have been, except that they left a team. They left a team out of Minnesota for a couple years. That was the shitty part. I think. So. I, but now they got the Wild. So I like the name the Wild. I'm okay with that. Um, I think we lost Jeff on video. I think we lost him. No. No. Did you still there? I think you might have lost me, Jason, but everyone else can see me. Oh, hi, Jeff. 
Well, now I lost Jason on video. There you go. I'm back. Anyways, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, Jeff, I caught up on the boys. I'm caught up. Finally. I am, I'm one episode behind. I didn't see Friday's yet. Oh. Uh, it's a good season. I, uh, Jim, I won't spoil the last episode, um, but it was kind of going the same way I felt like they were going to go, especially when they start going into the background of the main, the, uh, Vols, uh, the guy that, uh, started the company and the serum. Yeah. I was like, yep, I could see that, especially with what Homelander is and all that. I was like, yeah, I could see that. Um, Jeff, I still don't understand how you think the butcher is an asshole. I don't get it. I think he's like the worst. The worst human being uh, next to Homelander in the show. He saves Huey. Well, I'll take it back. Uh, Stormfront is probably worse also. Stormfront yes. might be worse than Homelander even. <laughs> After the last episode. Uh, I do like uh, one quick spoiler here. Uh, well, I think Blake spoiled it on our private messages here. Uh, the Lamplighter is in it. Is uh, You see him in episode six. Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. And it's Sean Ashmore, or, uh, yeah, Ashmore? Is that his name? I think that's his name. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Of X-Men fame, the Iceman and X-Men men. And uh, he's the fiancé of one of the cops in The Rookie uh, this season, so. Uh, But I'm digging it. And I, I really don't understand how you think the Butcher is that bad of a guy. I really don't. He's trying to get his wife back. He's... yeah. He's a POS. He gets these guys together. Yeah. Uh, p- p- dra- drags Huey into this shit just for his own personal reference or his own personal need. Casts him aside when he doesn't have need for him. He, when, you know, he gets a lead on his wife, he just ditches everybody else in the shit where they are. But they all were okay with that. They weren't all okay with that. Well, Huey isn't because he's a little bastard mm wasn't either eh, eh. mother's milk was kind of he was okay he I understood mean, he, it he wasn't gonna fight him over it but he's like dude you're a fucking punk you're gonna you're not gonna see this through you're gonna run off and do your own thing now not as convenient for you you know what at least when butcher makes a decision he sticks with it unlike huey who's conflicted every other minute oh my gosh make a decision stick with it He's, he's made a decision. It's the fucking butcher then does the wrong thing no. every time. No, no, no. I don't. I don't see that at all. I, I don't. Um, butcher first. Jim, did you see Black Noir attacking the group at the ant's house? Is that in episode five? Yes. I think. Okay, so that's he makes. Five, yeah. yeah, he makes a deal with the uh, the leader of was it Vols? Is that the company? Vols. Not. Bot, bot, sorry. Uh, he makes a deal with them, you know, so he doesn't get killed by Black Noir. But I'm like, that's all you that's all you were negotiating. I would be negotiating a little bit more than that. I I, I don't understand. I, I don't see why you wouldn't. Obviously, he didn't want to die. But uh, but Doug, have you watched season two? I'm one episode in. OK. OK. Um, it does. You... The lamplighter shows up. So thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, fine. Yeah. Not like totally now, 
It's not like he told me Luke Skywalker died in, you know, one of them. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Jason, do that to you? By accident. Yes, he did. After I had told him, I'm going to go see the movie on the weekend. <laughs> I may have let it slip by accident. Uh. Anyways... Uh, Doug, you're one episode into season two. Do you think Huey is still a whiny little bitch in it? Oh, without a doubt. He is annoying. But I think but I think the butcher is a jackass though, too. I'm not saying the butcher is a good man, but he at least, <clears throat> you know, knows what to do. I have no issue with that. No, he doesn't. What? He knows, like, half the things he's done was the wrong thing. No, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. <laughs> yes, he is he the, the, it in the show. <laughs> he is the Poe Dameron of the boys. In The Last Jedi, <laughs> Poe made all these bad decisions. Same thing. Well, I, I will say they kind of screwed the pooch on the Poe Dameron's character. He could have been a whole lot better. Um, but... And, and I do like um, what is the deeps uh, Scientology type uh, faith. <laughs> um, it's a good season, though. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it a lot. I do think it's funny that the the week that we're all caught up or mostly caught up, Blake's not here because he's been itching to talk about it for six weeks or four weeks now. <laughs> so sorry, Blake. Sorry. Uh, let's see here. Are you apologizing to him on the air? He's not going to hear this. It's true. That is true. Uh, let's see here. Um, anything else you guys watched this week? I finally watched uh, Mad Max Fury Road. How was that? I've n- I haven't seen that. Yeah, meh. Just meh. I haven't seen it either. It, it was fine. I mean, I was maybe I was expecting too much because that's all you heard how great it was. I mean, it, was it it's worth a Mad Max movie? Was it worth a Best Picture nomination? Oh, that's right. No, I wouldn't think so. That was bad. I knew picture? it was what, what? It was nominated. Wow. Wow. I mean, since they opened it up to like, you know, up to 10 movies being nominated, yeah. that got one. I would have never. No, I would have never thought it should have. Uh, <clears throat> what are they going to do with the Oscars this year? How are they going to do that? Best movie, New Mutants. <laughs> Yes, I'm voting for it. <laughs> You're basically down to the New Mutants, Tenant, uh, Bad Boys for Life, uh, Trolls Two, and Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic and Scoob. Tr- <laughs> Mulan wouldn't that count? Oh yeah, Mulan's in there. Sorry, and maybe one Mulan Mulan count. Which did one? Mulan ever get a? Did Mulan ever yeah. get a? Uh, a theatrical release internationally it did no. yeah uh, i don't know if that counts for oscar i i say you just give it to black panther just fuck it let's just give it to black panther and be done with it it was a good season good good year have have a good night um, yeah that makes absolutely no sense but sure black panther should have won the year that year it's the best film of the uh, year or fine, you know what? I'll give. I'll do that. Spider Man into the uh, multiverse. Just give it to that because that's a fucking masterpiece. So just put that in there. Nothing else is out. Don't give it to Tenant. Oh yeah. Well, maybe you haven't even seen it. 
Maybe if it gets the name of the movie right. <laughs> yes, that could help. Shut it. Uh, Doug, <clears throat> did you like the... You like the other Mad Maxes, though, right? They were fine. I thought the Beyond Thunderdome was good. I saw... It's been such a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I wasn't against them. Yeah, they were decent films. Best movie? Uh, no. You know, that's a... Uh... That's a series that I never saw the first one in. What? I saw the Road Warrior. Is that the second that, like, one? That was the second one. Okay. And then Beyond Thunderdome I saw. Yeah. I mean, it's like uh, Miss Congeniality all over again. I didn't see the first one, <laughs> but I saw the second one. Jeff, I saw the second one with you, and then I went back and saw the first one. And let me tell you, the second one makes so much more sense after seeing the first one. Oh, my gosh. Does the, it? Oh, yeah. The inside I jokes were just writing so themselves. So <laughs> just writing themselves. What about, what about Princess Diaries? I saw the second one, but never saw the first one. I don't so. think I saw it either. I don't think I saw it either. I'm pretty sure you did. Did I? Oh, that I did. The second one was pretty bad in the theater. Cause, uh, cause you kept making fun of her best friend. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I don't know. Jim, did you watch anything this week? Uh, this week, I started to watch a show that's been on for a few years. I picked it up on Netflix. Uh, Kim's Convenience about the Korean family owns the uh, convenience store. It's a just a little sitcom. That's it, amusing. I'll finish watching it. How, uh, is it a newer show? It's in its fourth season. Okay. Okay. Um, but it's still being it's still being made. So is that a like a Canadian show or? A... Yeah. And it's 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 uh, based in Toronto and yeah. Uh, we do have to thank Canada this year for having a. Uh, for having some good shows that so we can actually have a fall TV se- uh, season. We appreciate that, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Canada. <laughs> uh, trains? Or, what's up? I'm sorry. They, they, they got the uh, one new one uh, show with uh, Jessica Alba and uh, uh, Gabriel Union. Oh, the. That I think Fox is showing it. They're, they're LA's finest or something like that. Yeah. It's so a... That show's been out for like three years mm-hmm. on. Uh, I want to say Spectrum Television. Yes. That's the Bad Boy spinoff um, of, of the show. It was originally supposed to be a film, um, but then it went to um, uh, Spectrum. It went to a TV series. So, uh, Speaking of Gabriel Union, I did have on today while I was working, Bring It On. That was on. They have a marathon on MTV today. I uh, saw that over the weekend. And I was surprised at how bad Kirsten Dunst's acting was. <laughs> I it, did not remember it being that bad. She is not <laughs> good at it. <laughs> you're too busy concentrating on Elijah Dushku. Mm. Yeah, I will admit that. Elijah Dushku. So good. So, so now, I mean, like, I don't remember Kirsten Dunst being that bad, so now I want to check out other movies, and was it just that movie she was that bad in, or is she just not that good? Uh, she's just I not that Jason good. doesn't like her at all. She does, she's so. not that good. So I didn't remember her, like, uh, I thought she was good in, like, uh, Crazy Interview Beauty. With a va- <laughs> Interview with a Vampire? <laughs> she actually was good in Interview with a Vampire for a 13-year-old. 
uh, Dunst was also bad in Spider-Man. That was, she was not good in that at all. So let's be real about that, Jeff. <laughs> There's nothing good know. about her in that. I thought she all was alright. Now you're going to make me go back and watch Spider-Man, because, I mean, that she won upside the best down kiss. kiss was, yeah, she won, she won an MTV movie award for that kiss. That doesn't mean anything. We've won an MTV mo- movie award. No, we haven't. Yes, we have. No, no, we haven't. That's where Blake's at tonight. He's uh, actually getting it right now. So, um, yeah. What category did we win? uh, Best spoken word. Uh, We beat out uh, Hillary Clinton. So, What what word did you speak that was the best? Was it charcuterie? (laughs) That could have won. (laughs) Maybe. A single word. Maybe. Who's 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 starring in She Hulk? Uh <laughs> Jennifer <laughs> Taliana Mashaska. That's it. Yeah, that's oh, it. Oh boy. Maslani? Whatever. <laughs> it's uh, close. The 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 problem was uh so I bring it on was on and then they had the sequel on, uh, on after it. And they literally had the same dynamic, a white, a white girl and a black girl going off to college. And they did their damnedest to get them to look as close to Dunst and Gabriel Union as possible. Uh, it was, of course they did. It wasn't the same characters, but it was bad. It was bad. Um, so I turned it off. Hayden Cannon-Terry was in? She was in the third one. That was after that. Okay. okay. <laughs> so was it Bring It On Again? Was that what the second one was called? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I will find that out for you. I will find that out for you. So, uh, Jeff, you're the last one. Have you watched <clears throat> anything new this week? Uh, no. Uh, I think I was watching mainly sports stuff with the baseball season coming to a close. I watched some of that stuff, so I didn't really, other than, like, the boys, I didn't watch a whole lot of anything else. Um... So here we go, Jeff, the franchise. Bring it on. Okay. Bring it on again. Okay. Bring it on, colon, all or nothing. Oh, and that's all with Hayden Pence here? Yes. Bring it on, colon, in it to win it. Bring it on, colon, fight to the finish. Then they I took, haven't even heard of that one. Then they went away for eight years, came back in 2017 for a bring it on worldwide cheer smack. That sounds. That awful. could be the worst possible title I've ever heard. And each, each. I, I'm sorry, Jim. Good. We, we we go ahead. I think we're going to make the the intern have to watch that. <laughs> uh, Vivica A. Fox is in the 2017 one. The worldwide cheer smack. Uh, let's just say, um, every <laughs> every movie has gotten like it looks like. I guess like supermodels have started come infiltrating the at lead roles and it looks like worse actors have actresses have uh, started going on. So I know he's shocked by that, but it's just funny. The hotness goes up, but the, <laughs> the, the acting goes down. Uh, the characters. How does the acting go down when it started with Kirsten Dunst? That's true. That is yeah. true. The acting's go. And how can the hotness go up when it stars Elijah Dushku? Good point. Good point. 
Uh, the characters' names in the last one is Destiny and Hannah. And Blake. Jordan Rodriguez as Blake. Ah. Just letting you know. I think that. that's Balake. <clears throat> Balake, my bad. Um, okay. There you go. So there's your bring it on uh, information. Uh, we did have a poll this week. And Doug, I hope you're happy. I've started ta- uh, p- um, pinning those uh, polls to the top of our thing. I hope you're happy with that. About damn time. Yeah, About yeah. About damn time. Let's see here. So let me try to see if I can find it here. I didn't even see that fall. What is the best season of the American version of The Office? Uh, we had season two. Um, <clears throat> that, ep- that season they had Casino Night. Uh, season three was Beach Games. Season four was Dinner Party. And season six with Niagara when Jim and Pam get married. So there you go. Well, based on those specific episode it's dinner party uh well it's not, it's not just on those episodes i mean uh that uh, that was just giving you a reference of where each character is at in those seasons so let's see here um I mean, in last place let me see here uh with six percent of the vote season two uh in third place uh this kind of surprised me season six was niagara i thought that Thought that was a. Uh, you good thought season. that would be higher? That'd been last on my list of those. Really? Uh, season four yeah. beat season three, forty-one percent to thirty-five percent. Um, so there you go. Season four is their favorite one out of all of them. Um, just give you an idea. Season two had the Office Olympics, um, Christmas party, the booze cruise, the injury, uh, Valentine's Day, and Dwight's speech. Uh, and Michael's birthday. Uh, season, th- what was the other one? Season three had uh, the convention, the coup, uh, branch closing, and the merger, and the uh, that whole thing. Um, I thought that was I thought that was a good season when uh, and, Jim went away. Season three had Karen Filippelli. Yep. Uh, season four had the fun run. Dunder Dunder. That it brought in uh, Andy. Yeah, the anger management. Uh, oh, but, but every every season after it also had Andy. You know what? Yeah, they might have gotten it right. Season four, it had Branch Wars, uh, the deposition, the dinner party, uh, Dundler Mifflin Infinity. I forgot that's the one where um, uh, Ryan is in charge. Dwight, yeah, Dwight beats the computer at sales. Yep, and goodbye, Toby. <laughs> okay. That might be that. Might uh, be goodbye, one. Toby. There. Goodbye, Toby. Uh, yeah, season six, I guess, might have been. They had Mafia, which was a rough one. Koi Pond. Oh, that's when Jim started uh, taking over. When when Jim didn't catch him, he just let him fall. Yeah. <laughs> Scott he just kind of turned to the side and let Michael fall. <laughs> is, I think this is one of Jeff's favorites. Scott's Tots. Didn't you like that one? Uh, it's it's a good one, but uh, I don't think it was one of my favorite. It it's one of the most awkward, cringe-worthy. yeah, cringeworthy it, ones. Out I there. think that's more cringeworthy than the dinner party. Oh, you might be right on that. I just thought the dinner party was funnier. Oh, I think it was a funnier episode. I, I just liked in t- Scott's tots when they mentioned it, and uh, Stanley just burst out laughing. <laughs> 
little fun thing. Episode 18 of that season, the delivery when the baby's born, Pam, Pam and Jim's baby. The second episode in that was directed by Harold Ramis. That's interesting. Huh. Um, I also like that. One. I also like that one because Andy gets that whole newspaper frame like spring is here, and it took an extra day to get the baby there. And the next one was the Scranton Strangler uh, strikes again. That was the present that he gave the baby oh. with the newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it! What happened on your birthday? <laughs> um. So Doug, since Blake's not here and you're filling in for intern too, would you like to do listener feedback? Uh, sure. Okay. <clears throat> Listener feedback sponsored by, uh, I don't have a sponsor. Anybody sponsor? Uh, the GOP. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, the Libertarian Party because they still want to be in the debates and aren't allowed. <laughs> Go Joe Jorgensen. <laughs> Is that the nominee this year? Okay, from. Yes. From Doug. Number one fan. Can't give yourself a nickname. Eight fans. Seven. Okay. ESPN ranked all football stadia. Cincinnati beat out only Jacksonville and Washington. Do you agree? Um, Since I haven't been to any of the other stadia, except possibly Miami, I have no clue. I know Washington's really bad. I know everyone says it's a shithole, but... Uh, Since the Bengals stadium is just so generic Mm -hmm. and, like, unwelcoming, they they really kind of fucked up when they made the taxpayers and, like, $16 billion to build it. (laughs) Uh, And then gave it no flair? No person. There's no personality to it. I mean, the best uh, the, thing they have in there is they have the big pictures of all the Bengal Pro Bowlers hanging up, former Pro Bowlers. But other than that, it's just it's really generic and bland. The, really, the only thing that matters to me though is if it's a decent playing field <clears throat> and wherever you sit, you can get a good view. If that's really the only things that are important, and maybe easy access to concessions. Well, the uh, it, pretty much the, we were we were told that there's no bad seat in the house, but the first year the stadium opened, they had yeah. a high school football game there between uh, Elder and Highlands, two uh, oh. regional powerhouses, and we yeah. went to it, and we get to our seats, and our father gets there and he sits down and there's the big crack, so when they said there's no bad seats in the house, there was one. <laughs> and Dan got it. And he got the ticket. <laughs> it broke. His seat broke. <laughs> uh, this was within three months of the stadium being opened. I've, I've, yeah, it was before they even had a NFL <clears throat> game, wasn't it? Yes. I always felt like the Red Stadium had no personality um, either. But then I would say in the last like five to seven years, they've done a really good job like adding stuff. Um, oh, they new ownership has done a good job. Yeah, that. I feel the like riverboat the carry it through the entire stadium really helped. I, I feel like and what had, what the Reds did was they had a generic uh, video game, and then they added a lot of downloadable content, and it just got better to the stadium. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's a good yep. way. Of and and the thing was that 
that, uh, most of that was done at like the the team's expense, not the taxpayers. Where you're yeah, not going to get that at the Bengal Stadium because the team isn't going to cover anything but the naming rights. I'm shocked. I'm shocked by that. Uh, okay, a follow up on that. What's more embarrassing, the Eagles tying the Bengals? Or the Cardinals losing to the Lions. Hey, 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 that's enough of that. That's enough. Okay, okay. That's enough. Well, considering the Eagles were 0-2 also, I they were really not that great or expected to do that well either. So The, Ly- the Lions were also 0-2. Fly but the high. Cardinals weren't. Fly high cards. No. Fly the high Cardinals cards. lost to the Lions. Yeah, the, the other two 0-2 teams tied each other. We'll be fine. Okay. We'll be fine. So, uh, so is it and, worse buying a bad team or getting blown out by a good team? Getting blown out by a good team? Yeah, like you take like the Jets. Oh, it's not who oh. just gets the Jets or Giants who just got stomped on by like the 49ers or the Colts, or compared to that, or the Bengals Eagles tie. Yeah. Would you rather be the Bengals, Eagles, or the Giants or the Jets? Well, you'd rather be the the Bengals because you at least get a tie. Yeah, I would rather take the tie. I mean, it helps the standings better than than a loss. So. <clears throat> the good news is the if they if they get fourteen ties this year, I'd be ecstatic. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about that later on. There's a question about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will say this. I did not watch much of the game this week. I was too busy injuring myself playing softball. What did you do? Hold a groin. Uh, oh, did that affect your bowling then? Uh, it did that see, Sunday morning. And Sunday night, I didn't think I'd be able to bowl. But it loosened up enough. I did bowl and uh, averaged about 174 this week. So it was... So a little blow I should get, but it was enough that we won all of our games. Okay, follow up to that. Whose groin did you pull? <laughs> My own. Oh, okay, okay. Bum, bum, bum. That was a Blake from, joke. From Greg. <laughs> you in, oh, wait, you wait. In, before, before, yes. before you get into that, Doug, I just yes. have to uh, thank you for using the proper plural of stadium. Oh. I was so pleased to see that in the uh, – <laughs> In the, the notes there. I, I did my best. Okay, from Greg. You are in charge of saving the movie industry. What three films do you release first that are scheduled to be released by the end of 2021? Ooh. I like um, this one. Black Widow, The Eternals, and what other superhero movie is going to be coming out? <laughs> Wonder Shang-Chi. Woman. Wonder Woman's this year, isn't it? Wonder Woman's 2020. Um yeah. Peter Rabbit 2? Black Adam, is that going to be? They, I would, haven't uh, even, they haven't even finished filming that yet. I doubt that'll be ready for next year. I'm saying Black Widow, the next Fast and Furious film, because that makes a shit ton of money. Yeah. Um, James Bond? Oh, is James Bond still scheduled for 2020? Yes. I thought it was. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's yeah, all okay. through the end of 2021, so you can pick movies this year, too. It's uh, November 2020. Oh, uh, oh, I could pick. I was just thinking of the, the ones in 2021. Oh, well, then, yeah, James Bond, Black Widow, and uh, 
Yeah. Uh, Is there any Star sure Wars movies got to come out? No. No. Avatar 2? That's 2022. <laughs> and they haven't started filming yet, have they? Yeah, Avatar 2 is finished. Avatar 3 is being filmed right now. Oh. Um, is that one reason to not like New Zealand? Because they can <laughs> film Avatar movies there now? Uh, I was thinking maybe Godzilla versus Kong. I think going to save the box office. Nah. Um, how about Cruella, Doug? The, the prequel to Dalmatians, 101 Dalmatians. No. Uh, uh, micro- no. How about the Micronauts? No. <laughs> is, is, is there a Fast and Furious scheduled for by, by 2021? I believe so, yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I mean, you know I what? would say that because, like you said, that makes the money. I, I'm going with Black Widow, Jurassic Park uh, Dominion, or Jurassic World Dominion, because that you still will make money. I think Jurassic World will make money. Um, okay, but but is it is it about making money? Or if you're trying to save the industry, you want everybody to come back. Jurassic World will bring people back. Will it bring Americans back? I would see Jurassic I World. I think uh, Jurassic World, I think, will do well internationally. I don't know if it's going to be all that great domestically. The It, it lost a big drop-off after the first, between the first and second, and I think they're going to lose even more for the third. You think? Which is usually not how sequels go. It usually they get more and more. Uh, no, I, I I think the James Bond movie <laughs> would would bring people in. I think yeah, if a Fast and the Furious is scheduled to come out, that mm-hmm. draws shitload of people in, and a Marvel movie. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I was just trying to get through some of them. Um... I mean, uh, Suicide Squad is out there. The Suicide Squad. Death on the Nile. Yeah, that's this year. They're still coming out this year with it. Okay. Uh, Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise. That might. (laughs) No. Anything with The Rock. Anything with The Rock. Dreaming Welcome to The Rock. I I would have agreed with you, but I didn't like he'd like have a couple of duds out there. Uh, Just the one with Nev Campbell. You did one with Nev Campbell? Yeah, he... Uh, oh, this, the skyscraper? Yeah, this is where he... Yeah. yeah that was not good, uh, from what I've heard. Uh, Sesame Street is having what a movie. About Rampage? Was Rampage any good? You know what? I wanted to see Rampage, and I've never... I never have gotten a chance to... I don't think it's going to be good, exactly. but I think it could be fun. I think and it could be fun. wanted to see it and never did. That's not going to save the box office. I, I watched it free on whatever premium cable you got free, and it, it was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all you can say about this. It, it was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, from MG Ulyss- Ulysses Swanson. Got a Worsley Award nominee. Wow, the spelling in this sentence is terrible. No wonder the, the intern wasn't here tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm embarrassed for him. A Massachusetts man dies from eating too much black licorice. What would be your choice of food to eat too much of that you would die? So you know you're going to die, but at least you're going to eat good food on the way out. Hmm. And the reason why the guy died first off is there's a sweetener thing in uh, candy, especially black licorice, and it can elevate your levels and basically it can kill you. 
Um, I don't think it's, it's sweetener thing in candy. I think it's actual licorice. Well, no, it's the, a, the, the it's a sweetener. Plant. It's a sweetener they put into it. The problem is he was eating. He ate what was it? Two bags a day for three straight weeks. So that could be the issue. Yeah, but the thing was, he replaced his red licorice with black licorice. He was doing red, eating red licorice mm-hmm. that way, but then it was the black licorice that did it because it's that uh, the, the actual licorice plant <clears throat> or whatever has the thing in it, the, the ingredient. Black licorice is nasty. That's what I was going to say. I like if, it. You're, if you're eating black licorice, don't you deserve to die? I agree. If you replace all your red licorice with black licorice for two bags a day for three weeks, yeah, you kind of have it coming. But so then the question: mm-hmm. What's your what food would you choose to kill you? As I was going to say, properly prepared medium rare steak. Yeah, I was trying to decide if I want to go sweet or savory. But I think I'm leaning towards the steak. It, bacon wrapped steak. <laughs> bacon wrapped filet. Yeah. I was thinking about now, now, do you have to eat so much you die from it? Yeah. Like you just overindulge yeah. or something in it kills you? No, you have to overindulge. You just have to keep eating. I think eating. something in it kills you. Yeah. yeah I don't I think, think you're eating. Your, I don't think you're actually just eating until your stomach explodes. No, yeah. Okay. Like it's okay. seven. Right, right. I'm going Skyline Cheese Conies. Mm. I love oh, some wow. cheese conies. Yeah, no, I'm not going to eat three a day for... <laughs> <laughs> Although, well, apparently scared. that doesn't kill you. It doesn't yeah, that kill, won't you. kill you. You can yeah. eat a thousand conies in a year and you won't die. <laughs> uh, Doug, what do you got? Uh, homemade chocolate chip cookies. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Okay. Still warm. Thank you for putting the homemade part out there. Yes. Uh, Doug, how about Dad's uh, grilled pork chops? If I have to eat those again, I'll just kill myself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For a second there, I wasn't sure if that was if if your dad made good pork chops or not. No, no. By the time he's done with it, there's no meat left on the pork chops. <laughs> it's a charcoal cat. <laughs> yes. No. So that's where Jason learned how to. That's grill. enough out of you, okay? Oh. oh. I had wow. some really Doug, good. Doug, have you ever had a burger that Jason grilled? I don't it, believe it's so. charred on the outside no, no. and raw on the inside. No, no, no. Oh. no. <laughs> That's enough you value, Jeff. You want the grill temperature as hot as possible. And then flip them as many times as you can. You know what, Jeff? You are not allowed. I'm not inviting you to my next party. You haven't invited me to your house in the COVID. Yes, I have. Well, once. Once. once three. Once. Three. Once I was allowed in your backyard. <laughs> Twice you were allowed in the backyard. one other time I was allowed in the house. <laughs> It's enough out of you. So, COVID's wait, getting wait, worse. Grilling, you never close the, the lid on the grill either. <laughs> I like having the grill open. Shut the fuck up, Jim. You, you can't close the lid while you're flipping the burger, Jim. <laughs> no, no, I just flipped the grill. 
I just flipped the grill. <laughs> the point of the lid is to hold the heat in to cook the middle of the burger. It holds your heat in. But it's got a nice char on the outside with the high flame. This is why you're not allowed over, Jeff. <laughs> Don't take it personally. Nobody's been over. <laughs> yeah, uh, I really wasn't taking it personal. Doug came over one time. Doug came over yeah, once. I just showed up. He did. He just showed up. <laughs> I just showed up. Um, and, and my daughter still is liking the, the, the carry bag. She, she still likes it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She likes it. So uh, let's see. What else we got, Doug? Okay, from Steve at E-I-L-F-M. Everything I learned from movies. What does the future of the podcast hold? And when is the schedule for the History of Bad Expos coming out? October 16th is uh, the expo, the virtual expo. Uh, We just announced some uh, some guests this week. Uh, Get some more coming out. And uh, we got a big one coming out tomorrow. Um, Or we think it's going to be tomorrow. It's going to be announced. uh, That Kevin from 365 Flicks Podcast will be... Uh, moderating the panel, and uh, it's a pretty big one. So uh, Kevin is jumping on for us, so we appreciate that. Um, Will he be able to wake up for it? (laughs) Well, I hope. It's in the middle of the afternoon his time, so I'm hoping. Or I guess it would be 6 o'clock his time, 6 p.m. But, yeah, so we got some good ones coming out. It's free. It's just a virtual thing uh, that we're doing. Uh, We'll have the links uh, coming up on Cinema Guys uh, podcast and uh, History of Bad Ideas uh, podcast Facebook pages and on Twitter. So, uh, so when's the schedule coming out? That's the question. Uh, it should be the next week, early next week. So Okay. And, and I suppose while you mentioned it, uh, should we give a shout-out to, to Kev over there? He's starting an, another podcast also where he's yep. hosting the uh, – uh, uh, no, I forgot the name of it. Nerdly Out Loud. Uh, nerdly, nerdly Out Loud, Yes. So shout out to Kevin if you want to go listen to that. Uh, he's going to have a lot of like interviews and stuff with like movie types people. Mm-hmm. And us. And us. We're being interviewed. He, 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 he wants us. Yeah. I thought he wanted a good podcast. <laughs> he reached out to uh, me. We, yeah, we bring in list. We bring in listeners. Oh, the Hobie Bob. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And I can never say the name right, but I am also going to be a future guest here. Pretty soon we're going to be recording on Cult of Domesticis- Domesticity. Domesticity. Thank you. Uh, Best spoken word. Yes. <laughs> uh, we will be doing a missing persons case uh, that I'm excited about uh, that I've uh, done a lot of research on before. So. Um, oh, I already found her. Oh, shut up. No, you didn't. <laughs> I did. Uh, I don't understand how you just can't find these people, Jason. I mean, all you have to do is Google them, and they're there. This is why you're not allowed to come over anymore. Well, the reason you're allowed to come over more is because the missing person is actually in Jason's basement. (laughs) It's in the Bob Studios. Yeah, the side of Jason's uh, camera right now. Nope, nope, see, see. There you go. The missing person better not be sitting in my chair. <laughs> I am actually. <laughs> so. Damn it! Yeah, see, that's what he did, Jim. He he had this studio built just to con you out of a chair. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I got Blake's chair here too, but that looks uncomfortable as hell. <laughs> 
Uh, it is sad. It is uh, sad. We got this really nice studio, and um, oh, we used it for like four months. Yeah, yeah. It's sad. Uh, I'll see you guys in 2022, though. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, 2021, though, Cincinnati Comic Expo at Duke Energy Convention Center, September uh, 17th. 17th through the 19th. Thanks, Doug. Uh, hopefully, we'll be in person doing trivia. Uh, the LA uh, Expo is doing one convention. Comic convention is doing one in December uh, with a limited amount of people. Uh, 16. No, yes, just 60 people. Uh, I think they said five, was it 5,000 or 2,500? I forget which one. And then they're doing it in five-hour blocks each day. So um, I don't know. Like I said, we'll see what happens. But they said that. Would that have been any better? I, I don't know. If I... It may be the future of uh, conventions. It may be the future that you do five-hour blocks and have a good day. So I don't know. Uh, I think yeah. next year's going to be really cautious with all of the conventions if they come back. Um, I think it's going to be the following year. Hopefully, things are a little bit better. You know, with I think if Biden wins, it all goes away anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> It'll be back to normal. Down, Down the hall. <laughs> Well, because because two days after the election, it's going to be a vaccine then too. Oh, stop it! It is not Jesus. <laughs> From Basada Geek, does Jeff still get annual furry rabies shots? Didn't we answer answer this question? I was going to say, I think so. What's wrong with the intern this week? That's why he was suspended this week, wasn't it? It was. It was. Uh, Doug, keep going. Okay, from Professor Number One at Doctor Number One. What do you... What are you? What are your predictions for the Bengals' final record this year? Oh, 14 and two, baby. <laughs> no, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> two and fourteen. Oh, that's what... Nope, you said it. Oh, 14 and two, Jeff. <laughs> uh, that's probably closer to the truth. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm going five, ten, and one. Okay, Doug, what are and you going? This with? Sunday, oh. I will be there in person to see the Bengals get their first win. Against Jacksonville? Oh. Against Jacksonville. You're gone, huh? I I am taking the intern on a field trip. <laughs> <laughs> and so no one's allowed to sit within eight seats of you or something? Is that how they're doing it? Well, we have four seats, so we'll have our group, and then there'll be yeah, no one will be close to us. So you have to enter into they really they have like four sections where people will be sitting and you have to enter through your gate. And you can't you can't leave that that quarter of the stadium, hmm. or you will you be shot. <laughs> you have to wear a mask when you're not actively eating or drinking. Jim will have eighty seven hot dogs this game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to be continually eating <laughs> licorice, <laughs> black licorice. <laughs> Going, why am I doing this? <laughs> Fuck you, I don't need a mask. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> I may die of licorice, but I gotta wear a mask. <clears throat> you can't take my rights away. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> well, because he wasn't wearing a mask, it'll be a COVID death. <laughs> <laughs> I will have... <laughs> I will have my phone 
to see the people who won't leave who aren't wearing a mask getting tased. <laughs> <laughs> that only happens in like South Middle East Ohio. Middle school uh, game. Middle school. <laughs> Is that Pomeroy, Ohio? You know, at this, like at this point, I don't even give a shit. Fine. Fucking tase her. She didn't wear a mask. I don't care. <laughs> My empathy but, but for she, people she is was, zero. She was tased because she didn't leave. Correct. Yeah, so she, she, was, you know. she was tased for trespassing and resisting yes. arrest. Yes. No, she Doug. just complied. You're listening to the liberal media, Doug. Stop it. Mm-hmm. God. Do we want to go there? I, I could, you know. <laughs> I'll go down the hall if you want me to. <laughs> I don't know, Doug. My top five this week is all people on the news because that's a sitcom, right? Is that where we're going with <laughs> David Muir, number one. Uh, I was going to say Grace Kelly. That's not Grace Kelly. <laughs> that's... <laughs> Megan Kelly. Thank you. <laughs> I rather yeah. watch Grace Kelly. <laughs> Megan Markle. No. Oh, okay. Hi, Megan. Uh, Jeff, why did you have to say that? <laughs> I, I, I wanted to see if he would do it. Right. When, when are we going to have another episode of that? I'm Never. <laughs> I thought I had sent one in. I thought you did. Yeah, it was Blake <laughs> Bacon. We have. To, we have to wait till everybody's here to do it. And you've never done it. I know. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff, can you give me some news of the geek intro? That's the news of the geek intro. Uh, let's see here. Per the Guardian, I will not read this whole thing. But I was going to, I was, I meant to ask that. Why did you write? have like six pages on one story. Well, we've talked about this many, uh, multiple times, this story. Uh-huh. Uh, Forrest Fenn, a millionaire, in 2010, launched a self-published memoir containing clues to a treasure hunt in the Rocky Mountains. He buried a chest full of items from his antiques collection, including jewelry, carvings, and plenty of gold coins deemed worth uh, between $1 million and $3 million hoping to give people the Indiana Jones type of adventure that they had, uh, that had defined his life. Um, basically, he got this thing. He died of natural causes last Monday at the age of 90. Uh, but in an email just before his death, he wrote that he thought more than 500,000 people looked for this treasure. Uh, but it's impossible to say if that's actually accurate or not. Um, that's a whole lot of people. Uh, in fact, so many people looked for it, supposedly, that five people did die in the process of looking for this buried treasure somewhere in the country. Oh, shit! <laughs> uh, treasure hunter Reed Randall made one such trip between his home in Houston and Colorado ten times before 2000—I'm uh, sorry, ten times between 2019 and 2020. Uh, he was certain Fenn's clues led to a spot outside of town, and in late May, he finally saw a tree glowing at sunset— which matched the final clue in one of Fenn's poems. Oh, shit, I got to read poems for these clues? Fuck that. Uh, the sandy patch was just big enough to hold the treasure chest. He began to sh- uh, um, dig, and he was, uh, but it never came about. Nothing was there. Uh, a few hours later, he realized the hole was too deep for an old man to have dug it. Uh, he, he said, if it wasn't there, it couldn't be anywhere, because I guess this spot was a perfect clue, and he was obsessed with this. 
So he then emailed a photo of the scene to Fenn and said, I know your secret, implying the hunt had been a scam all along, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Or someone beat him to it. Uh, the funny thing was, uh, a week later, Fenn announced that a man from the East had found the chest. Oh, look at that. Someone found it. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, that the guy did not want to be uh, seen. Uh, he didn't want to be known for uh, finding it. And so there's no photos or anything of it. Uh, Ten days later, he posted pictures allegedly sent to him by a man who had found it, but he would not reveal his name, I'm sorry, to protect the finder. So, in theory, this guy found it. Um, So, anyways, um, (laughs) the problem is that it's still maybe a hoax, uh, because basically things kicked off uh, in 2010 when he released his memoir, and then Newsweek, Today Show all picked up on this. Um, But... (laughs) It comes to find out this guy, this millionaire, uh, he wasn't the nicest guy either. He uh, would rob graves uh, to get jewelry from the dead. Uh, and basically, uh, Indiana Jones, I got you. Yep, yep. Uh, he was in the Air Force for 20 years, uh, so that was good. Um, and then he was he owned famous art galleries and all this stuff. Uh, and basically, he just started gaining all this money. Uh, he paid $100,000 for... Um, uh, for uh, to get uh, collections in his gallery and all this. And basically, he got that money from robbing graves. Uh, the FBI was looking for him or was investigating him. And during that time in 2010, that's when he mir- miraculously said, oh, look, I got this treasure out there, basically to get everybody o- off his back. Um, comes to find out that he was pretty much just a creepy old man trying to get attention because anytime women uh, like were trying to look for this on the uh, Facebook pages and that, he would contact them directly and ask for nude photos. <laughs> so he would tease them with clues, and uh, but then he wanted nude photos at the end of the day. So I thought that was, ah, that's kind of interesting. Um, and then the best part was um, he would try to basically... You know, get them to come out to his house, um, you know, dress, you know, provocatively. And then he would always tease clues to them. So uh, he always denied that he asked for nude photographs, though. Um, but, yes, yeah, so um, the, the main part is, though, that no one has ever figured out if this is a, a, um, a farce or if it was really a treasure hunt. And we talked about this, that... This has been going on for a while. We've talked about it on prior uh, podcasts that Blake actually wanted to go look for this. I'm shocked. Um, <laughs> but well, basically, he, what's that? This was before he uh, could find the Oak Island's treasure. He wanted this guy's treasure first. That is correct. Um, the best part is that people were devoting their lives to find this treasure. Uh, there's one lady, uh, Crystal Harper. Um, she said that the most casual searcher she talked to spent 40 hours a week on the hunt <laughs> to find this. And that's treasure. the most casual? Yes. It got to, to the point that people just started getting obsessed with it. So could you imagine if you were this obsessed with it and then you find out this whole thing is fake? I mean, <laughs> the waste of you time mean like on that. like wrestling? <laughs> I, I like the way I'm the sorry, story I ends. I'm sorry, I there for that one. You know, the way the story ends... Where it's a, the guy's like, yeah, he's just doing this to get back at the FBI and the land, uh, the Bureau of Land Management. Yeah. By putting this treasure hunt out there on public land and have him just destroy whatever people go through there. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much, he's, he's turns out he's just a, uh, just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, because the Bureau of Land Management was looking at him because of some of the issues that he was having and, you know, Grave Robin and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, so the, the moral of the story is this guy, you're right, Jim, he's an asshole looking for revenge, basically, at the end of the day. Yep. <laughs> so how long does someone have to be buried before you're allowed to take their their stuff? You know, my son actually did talk about this today because uh, I was he was asking what the uh, subjects were tonight, uh, some of the stories. And I told him about this and he did say that he's like, if you get into a, if you find an Egyptian pyramid that no one has seen yeah. before, can you take stuff out? And the I, British certainly did. So Correct. But I said it would probably go to the land rights on it. Correct. I mean, it's whoever owns the land that that pyramid was found on. So the British took whatever the fuck they wanted. (laughs) So I was in Mammoth Cave this past weekend in Kentucky, which is the biggest caves, uh, Mount Caves in um, the United States. And in Kentucky, um, we were going on these tours and that. And basically this nonprofit that's in charge of restoring caves had to buy the uh, underground land from the train company in Kentucky, because in Kentucky, if you own the top, if you own above the land, you own everything below it. Now it differs on some uh, states. So basically for them, they found this cave, but for them to do any work, like remodel it, get people to go down there, they basically eventually had to buy the rights from the the train company because they own the land above it. So I, I would think that it would be kind of the same thing. You can't take stuff away if you don't own the land, right? You don't own, own it. But who really owns land? Well, like most archaeological digs do that, you have to get the government uh, uh, rights. The government has to give you permission to dig there, mm-hmm. and it has to be sanctioned illegal digs. And then the government then will actually take uh, of that country that you're in as you're digging in, they will actually take the uh, what you find. Okay. For the most part. Unless you're Britain, because they just <laughs> take it home with them. Well, that was a couple. That was hundred years ago or so. Oh, they've, they've okay. Kind of tight, they've kind of tightened restrictions up since then. <laughs> well, then again, who actually will own a grave? Like it's the person who's buried in the grave. I would well, say who. Good. On on what I saw online is if it's still an active cemetery, it's you know somebody could have been buried there for five hundred years. It doesn't matter. If the cemetery is still active, you can't take from that. What what makes it active? You're still burying people in it? I would think so, yeah. yeah. So as soon as it's full or, and they're no longer burying people there because it's full. Uh, no, I would think if, if there's still people working at the cemetery, you know, um, something like, you know, if there's still, it's still a business. Yes. So... No, Jeff, you can't go down to Spring Grove and just start digging people up. <laughs> I don't want to dig people up. I don't own their graves. <laughs> like Jeff would dig. I don't want to break through the mausoleums either. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, if it's a, uh, you know, I'm uh, someone I'm descended from and I have the, you know, heirs' rights to what's in there, can I dig up a grave? That's what I want <laughs> You know, if my parents well, you pass can't. and get buried, how long, uh, you know, till I can dig them up? <laughs> Just ask. You can. <laughs> Asking for a friend. <laughs> I mean, because what, when, when, well, 
when they, if people have to exhume bodies and stuff, they, they actually go to the family and the family gives the rights to it. So mm-hmm. I think if you're a family member, you can say, yep, I just want to dig it up, take stuff. <laughs> I'm a creepy guy. I just want to go dig up some bodies. I'm sure I'm not grave robbing because, you know, if we're, you know, the family and, you know, it's their plot of land. So I suppose since they're dead, we inherit that plot of land. I could dig whatever I want on that plot of land. I might have to say this is the oddest conversation. You are conversation. not going to dig up our parents years from now, Jeff. <laughs> no, I'm not going to dig anything. Come on. It <laughs> <laughs> <That> takes effort. <laughs> Jeff's going to dig up the grave and then die in it. <laughs> He's just going to be, I'm done. <laughs> This is so much oh, work. Three feet deep and then fall over. <laughs> that guy that ate all that steak. <laughs> <laughs> but it was bacon wrapped. Uh, let's see here. A um, couple things. Disney, after announcing they're laying off 28,000 park employees. <sighs> Yeehaw, Bob. Uh, have a breath of silence for him. Uh, not my, it's not my father's Disney. I'm just saying that right now. Not my father's Disney. Hashtag. Uh, let's see. They've uh, made another amount of another round of release date changes. Uh, basically at the theaters. Uh, nothing is headed to Disney Plus yet. Uh, Pixar Soul is supposedly sticking to its November 20th release date. Against MGM's James Bond movie, No Time to Die. <laughs> That's cute. They're not going to come out. Um, I'm going to watch both of them. Double uh, feature. Uh, I keep hearing that Soul will be coming to Disney+. Plus. That's the rumor. Uh, that yeah, I've heard saying. that too. Yeah. Uh, which is a shame. You know, the same thing happened to uh, uh, Onward. Um, yeah, I still yeah. see Onward. It's enjoyable. Um, it's just kind of sad because, you know, the animation, I mean, that's a whole long time of work. Uh, but you know what, though? A whole lot of people uh, have Disney Plus, so maybe more people see it that way than if they were in the theaters. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Black Widow uh, is moved to May of next year, May 7th, 2021. So basically, the next phase of the Marvel movies got pushed back a year. Um, people kept saying, though, that they're just going to keep pushing it back, and it's going to be like really Thanos did uh, snap his fingers. It's going to be five years before we see any of these. Um, we're li- living in that time. Uh, Eternals now moves to February of, uh, I'm sorry, to November of 2021. The one I want to see, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, goes to July of 2021. Um, and let's see here. Uh, 20th Century Studios' The Kingsman uh, jumps uh, ahead to its, uh, it jumps, go- it goes to February 20th, 26, 2021. Sorry. That's the prequel to The Kingsman. Kingsman. Yeah. Yeah, the prequel to the Kingsman. Yeah, I haven't seen the second one of that. I wanted to. It's good. I mean, I'm. I didn't think much of the first. I didn't think much of the first one. I watched it. I really enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. the second one just kind of kept going with it. So, uh, let's see here. Please uh, with that. Death on the Nile uh, is moving to December 18th of this year. Uh, J- Jim was talking about that. Uh, let's see here. Um, West Side Story. I know you guys are going to be upset by that. That moved to December of next year. I didn't oh. even know they were making a West Side Story. Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Jeff, Scab Jeff will be happy. I'm trying to figure out why. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like watching you on video, Jeff, because your brain is literally hurting from wondering why this is being made. I'm like, Steven Spielberg doing West Side Story. I mean, was there, like, anyone asking for this? No. No. Not at all. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Croods 2 is still coming out. Uh, (laughs) That's uh, coming out in November, I think, on Thanksgiving week. But now it's... uh, uh, they may be actually putting it on video on demand for Crude's 2. So nothing's better than seeing Nicolas Cage do voice work. What's that, Jim? Well, so it doesn't butt heads with Soul. You don't yeah. have the two cartoons coming out. Yeah. So. But you don't think people would go to see Crude's 2 over Soul? <sighs> you know well, what? Well, one's a cartoon, the other's an animated movie. So, I mean, there's a difference. <laughs> I was I used cartoons on purpose. I know that. <laughs> I'm out. I can't. <laughs> okay, well Jason's out here. Uh yeah, I was trying to read where he left off in the story. That was here. it. That was it. I'm back. I'm back. Oh, okay. Actually I just went to tell my son to go upstairs for Fortnite. He's playing Fortnite. I'm so. sorry. I I don't know. Uh, I don't Sometimes that all these release dates changes, of course, our response to continued closure of New York and Los Angeles in the pandemic, but also recent spikes in the UK and other European markets, leading to increased restrictions. Latin America also remains closed, not to mention movie, moviegoers are slowly coming back stateside. That's not Latin American movies. That's just completely Latin America is closed. That's it. Just everything. Sorry. It's all closed. This, this could change because I think Disney's fed up with Gavin Newsom in California because they can't open. Disneyland's been closed the entire time. Yeah, Disney. And I think they're finally getting tired of it. Disney did blame uh, California restrictions on them not opening, and that's why they released 28,000 people. They're going to have to lay off 28,000 people. Well, and they also set fire to the entire state just to show him. <laughs> <laughs> Disney's having a baby? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I got it now, Jeff. I get it. The review, I got it. I got it. That's funny. It's funny because it's true. I always knew Minnie was mixing it up with uh, Pluto um, or Goofy. No, she was fucking one. Goofy. Yeah, that's who it is. Yeah. So that's I love that cartoon. Great cartoon film. Uh, let's see here. Is she uh, fucking Goofy? Yes. <laughs> it's on OnlyFans, the Disney version. <laughs> oh. Oh. Sorry, Doug. Sorry. Apologize. Apologize. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say Disney Plus has a... Are you still happy with Disney Plus, Doug? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I like their National Geographic shows. Uh, their nature ones. They do a really yeah. good job with it. So. Uh, When's WandaVision supposed to come out? December. Uh, That's when I'll probably think about getting Disney Plus. Uh, <clears throat> sure. Does sure. it does it start the House of M's? Did you see that? Yeah. It could. Of course, you gotta have mutants first, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, okay. Now, this is just what I've heard on other podcasts, but what at the end at the end of the I guess the comic book. House of M, she says, no more mutants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could at the end of this miniseries, you know, the miniseries Jeez. say, let there say, be mutants. Yes, yes. 
Hmm. So getting rid of all the mutants, she brings them that. That that would be a clever way of bringing it in, I think. That would be about the only good thing Scarlet Witch has ever done in the books or in the films, so that's fine. I still don't understand your disdain for such a great character. Is is irrational hatred? Yes. (laughs) Did she do something to you, Jason? (laughs) Can you, touch you, can you show us on the doll? <laughs> touch you in your bathing suit area. Right here. <laughs> here, hold on, let, let me help you. Let me show you. Right here. <laughs> on the Disney Dalmatian. Oh, don't do that on my Dalmatian. <laughs> uh, poor Disney. I feel bad for them. Uh, let's see. Uh, what, what's your name? Jeff. Not Blake. Hey, Jeff, let me give you some box office and music. Let's let Doug do it. Oh, Doug, you're doing box office news. There you go. I'm music. doing box office. Oh, I want him music. To do music. I don't want Jason to do the oh. music. Box <laughs> office report. Oh, world report. Sorry. <laughs> See, at least I okay. would. Okay. Were you trying to sound like Jason on that one? Yes. Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> it worked. Hey, you'll never guess what the number one movie in the, the country was this week. Mulan. It was Tenet. Oh. At the box office. Mulan sold zero at the box office. It's true. Tenet made $3.4 million, a total of $41.2 million on a $200 million budget, just falling short of its $1 billion. <laughs> Number two, the new mutants made 1.1 more, 1.1 million more dollars for a total of almost 20 million dollars on 100 million dollars. 20 million dollars in the middle of a pandemic for a movie that was pushed back six times. I think it's pretty good. It's the same thing as Tenet. Tenet cost twice as much to make and make tw- it's made twice as much at the box office. New Mutants is made <laughs> the, pretty go. much the same equivalents. Uh, uh, number three, Unhinged made $1 million, a total of $17 million on a $33 million budget. Uh, apparently, the re-release of Star Wars Empire, Empire Episode 5, the, is, did they actually call it that? Was that yes. the title of it? Yes. Jeez. Remember when it was just called The Empire Strikes Back? Yes. Uh, okay, well, the re-release of The Empire Strikes Back made 908000 a total of one point nine on the re-release, on an original budget of $18 million. I hope it gets its money back. I hope. Whew. Well, <laughs> well now they're not giving us its total, release, uh, its total intake, just the re-release intake. I know. And Infidel made seven hundred forty-five thousand, a total of two point six million, in its opening weekend on an unknown budget. Do you think? And, do you think Unhinged is just going to keep staying at the box office until for sixteen more weeks, just to get the thirty-three million back, since nothing else is coming out? You think it's just going to keep staying there? Why not? I'm fine with it. I'm just asking. Coming out. <laughs> My question is, where did Infidel, and if it's an opening weekend, where did it get this $2 million? Uh, I think it was in limited release, but I guess everything's limited right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it's a documentary, I believe. I think we read, we talked mm-hmm. about that in the 
past couple of weeks. On the upcoming, this week uh, upcoming for October 2nd of 2020, we have The Keeper. Uh, I don't know if this is the right one because the only one I found was from 2018. <laughs> probably probably, <laughs> probably a foreign movie being released here or something. Yeah, the love story of a young English woman and a German POW who t- together overcome prejudice, public hostility, and personal tragedy. Yep, that's uh, it. Okay. Uh, here I thought it was going to be a story about a trapper keeper. That's nope. the sequel. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, looks like also coming out is Tar. <clears throat> uh, tar. Let me find this one again. It's a prequel to Br'er Rabbit, right? Nope. It is not. This is a mysterious creature rises from the depths of the La Brea Tar Pits in Los Angeles to wreak the city. Br'er Rabbit. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) (laughs) A mysterious creature. Brer Rabbit, yeah. Brer Rabbit was in the La Brea Tar Pits. You're right. Jeff, wow. You were talking, we, you sent this out to a Song of the South you can actually buy, can't you? Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's a, a bootleg copy, but uh, Wish on Wish. Uh, they <laughs> oh. Song of the South. $30. Have, have you, do you know anything about Wish? Uh, very little. It's 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 Chinese based. Okay? Oh yeah, yeah. It's all. And, and I've heard stories, and I think I've delivered some stuff where, um, somebody ordered a cornhole set. Okay. <laughs> and the package that they got, for visual, it was this big. <laughs> the, the, you, I've heard several times where you. You're ordering stuff thinking it's normal size, and they send you like a really tiny version of it. People were going to read the descriptions, read the uh, what should I call it? The dimensions, right? During the great and realize, and realize their dimensions are all in like millimeters and not yes. inches. Yes. Uh, on they got Stonehenge. Stonehenge. <laughs> <laughs> On, uh, they had "Don't Waste Your Money" uh, months ago when we had the toilet issue, the toilet paper uh, debacle. You know, everybody was nobody had any, and people were buying it on Amazon from these you know shady sites. And basically, it was like Barbie sized doll, uh, toilet paper they were getting, yeah. and it looked like it was the uh-huh. big ones, and it was like this. And then some were getting it with just half used, like it was only half the toilet paper roll. <laughs> They're like, make sure you get from a reputable company. (laughs) It's like, well, so what else we got? Uh, uh, We have Professor Uncut. Oh, no, please tell me that's not about Professor X. Professor Uncut, a dark sci-fi thriller about a corporate assassin who uses brain implant technology to take over other people's minds to get close to her targets. But it's not easy for her to extract herself from every mind she occupies. It is Professor X. <laughs> Wait. It's, Wait. Is it Professor Uncut? Mine says Possessor Uncut. Oh. It's Possessor. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not so funny now, is it, Jeff? Huh? Yeah. 
I, mean, I just figured the damn funny, intern screwed so. up again. It's not so easy to read. <laughs> what else we got? Uh, we've got a cow to speak. What? Oh, what? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a call to spy. Oh, <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> A call to spy. In the beginning of World War II, the Britain becoming desperate, with Britain becoming desperate, Churchill orders his new spy agency, SOE, to recruit and train women as spies. What? Women can't be spies. It has Stan Akatic in it, Jeff, so you'll be pleased. Oh, wow. There's been a Stan Akatic sighting. Yes. So, Red Sparrow. Okay, next. <laughs> Santa Conic was in Red Sparrow? No, the plot. The plot. Uh, next is Heaven. I'm in Heaven. Oh, Are you different. trying to sing the Brian Adams song? No. <laughs> I'm in Heaven. <laughs> oh, because I, I actually sounded a little like the Brian Adams song. But yes, I was. I was. <laughs> <laughs> now I am. <laughs> yes. Okay. That. Set between the new world, heaven, and the old world, earth, the story follows the life and afterlife of Jonathan Stone and all those lives around him from his past, present, and future. Uh, starring Eric Roberts. Oh, I'm sold. <laughs> and the music of Brian Adams. So Eric Roberts gets captured. Brian Adams sings a song. Eric, <laughs> Eric Roberts gets that out. <laughs> Brian that Adams sings true, a song. <laughs> I'm in heaven. <laughs> what else we got, Jeff? Uh, save yourselves. See, there's an exclamation point, so I kind of had to do it with emotion. Save yourselves. A young Brooklyn couple heads to an upstate cabin to unplug from their phones and reconnect with each other. Blissfully unaware of their surroundings, they are left to their own devices as the planet falls under attack. Wait a minute. Didn't they just say they were unplugging? Now they're left to their own devices? It's a play on words. It's a play on words. Play on you. Uh, okay. Uh, I'll be honest. This week looks like pretty shitty movies coming out. Uh, so congratulations to Tenet for being number one. Congratulations to New Mutants for being number two. Uh, congratulations to Unhinged for three next week. And Untitled Show, Untitled Movie for number four. And Infidel for number five. So, Jeff, I feel like you're in uh, Groundhog Day over there. Really, uh, saying I'm the just same repeating thing. the same thing every week. Uh, we did have one thing I want to talk about quick. That Nikki from New Zealand uh, that has no COVID anymore, uh, New Zealand. Oh, so it's very little because they listen to scientists, um, and they're also an island. Uh, they Which scientists do you listen to? Some say you don't have to wear a mask. Some say you do wear a mask. Uh, some Bill say Nye. there is climate change. Some say there is a climate change. I listen to the, the scientists that uh, are uh, proven with, uh, you know, actual doing science. <laughs> Research? <laughs> Not the ones who who claim to be scientists and then give uh, opinion as their findings. I usually go with the ones that use demon blood to solve everything. I usually go with that. The ones that the ones that aren't, uh, you know, working with Doctor Phil. 
Or Oz. Dr. Oz, too. Fuck, fuck that guy. Um, well, at least he's a doctor. No, he's not. He's a piece of shit. Doctor of shit. You say that like doctors aren't allowed to be pieces of shit? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Nikki uh, is on episode 319 right now. We're on 353 this week. She's catching up, yeah. and she's like... It's really kind of eerie listening to the episodes when Jason is talking about this little disease in China called COVID or Corona <laughs> and that Corona, Jeff is yeah, making COVID, fun of yeah. it. <laughs> Jeff, I wasn't making fun of the disease. I was making fun of the fact that Jason is a germaphobe and the slightest discussion of something sends him spiraling. <laughs> Just because he has to be right this time doesn't mean you were right every other time. <laughs> One time's right. I'll take it. Uh, but it was funny because she's like, every she's uh, she was uh, listening to them. She's um, t- uh, tweeting us, and she's like, and now I'm in the episode that Jason's stocking up on masks before everyone else. I wish all you Americans would take listen to Jason. <laughs> this would have been better. <laughs> and I was like, and I made, was made fun of. She's like, I know. <laughs> And then I think the next week she's like, and Jason has a bunker now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do think it is interesting. Like you could go back and listen to those episodes. Like it just gets, uh, oh, well, I guess if you want to depress yourself. Did, did she start at episode one? And well, she's been listening for a long time. Uh, actually, I think she started like episode 15 back when we did 15 or 18 episodes. Uh, and she said she got, um, uh, she was stuck behind a little bit because she had a kid and basically didn't have much time listening to any podcast. So now she's catching up slowly but surely. Don't. Nope. 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 Stay on target. <laughs> Stay on target. So uh, but thank you, Nikki, for listening. Everyone else, too. But uh, I, well, it, Nikki will hear this in four months when she catches up. <laughs> but thank uh, you. Happy birthday to her, her child. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, uh, some uh, condolences going out to uh, Ian of Pittsburgh Nerd. His uh, mom passed away uh, last week. So uh, sending good thoughts and karma to you, sir. Um, we did become best friends. So I want to send that out to yeah. you, buddy. Um, and so on a positive note, though, uh, let's see. Let's do some top five this week. So... Uh, top five this week is from Blake, who isn't here. <laughs> it was his Blake idea. Or, I thought this was the intern. No, oh, maybe this it was. Brian. Oh, well, Brian's not here either, so fuck them both. Yeah, neither of them were here, but... Uh, fuck you. Brian's idea. Uh, real quick, teaser for next week, I guess, in a positive way, maybe? Uh, Scab Jeff will be here next week. So um, he will be here. He what he I asked him to come on this week, too. And he said, unfortunately, he's watching the debate. I said, that is unfortunate. Uh, so uh, we're less depressing. So uh, let's see here. Top five this week. Can I, yeah. Can, can, I, can I interrupt with breaking news? Yes. The Kentucky Speedway is losing its NASCAR race. What? Really? Yes. Well, that's well, tough. Just heard. How many how many races does the Kentucky Speedway have a year? Uh, one of the main race, and then I think two of the level below it. Well, that's the Xfinity race, Series. But, yeah. 
Okay, so th- I know nothing about NASCAR. Do these speedways have more than like, like, do they have races every weekend or do they like other races or do they just have like no. the big ones? There's other levels like Kentucky. They have, they've had IndyCar before and then ARCA, which is like a lower NASCAR. So they have other races. Got but they don't do the dirt track races. Those are the only good ones. <laughs> How about the funny car races? Do we do funny car races? I don't, I don't think so. No. Uh, let's see here. Top five this week. Best performances in a sitcom this century. Uh, so I guess from 2001, right, Doug? Is that correct? 2001? 2001 through 2020. Okay. Uh, let's see. Doug, you can go first. Let's do that. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I found out I was coming on the show about 15 minutes before the show started. <laughs> So <laughs> we appreciate that. I made a quick, quick thing. So oddly, I, I think they're all in the same year. Who would put the wrong years down? But I hobied this first one just because I don't know if the one's a sitcom or not. Pushing Daisies, Lee Pace. Ooh. I, is that really? A, I don't know if that's a sitcom though. Uh, it's, it's a, a comedy. comedy. Yeah, it's a dark comedy. It's like good uh, girls. And they were put in situations. <laughs> it's like good girls. Okay, it's never more of a sitcom I'll... than Good Girls. So <laughs> okay. yes. Okay, I'll, I'll that'll be the only one then. I'll cross the other one off. Good enough. Lee <laughs> Pace pushing daisies. That's a good one. He, that was a great performance. Uh, I'll agree. I thought that was going to be on your list, Jeff. It wasn't. Obviously, it, it's not on the board. I, I, it didn't. Uh, it didn't even cross my mind. So, what's your I num- kind of wish it was on my list. What's your number five? Uh, let's see. Uh, my number five. I'm going to put uh, Nick Offerman in Parks and Recreation. Tom <clears throat> Swanson. I love when they try to offer him a salad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, uh, honestly, I I think they could have probably done without any other character except him and probably Leslie Nope. Uh, But, uh, you know, it just, I don't think they could have done a successful show without Ron Swanson. Okay. Have have you seen his uh, crafting reality show? I think the, it was on NBC. With Amy Making it with him and yeah. uh, Amy Poehler. Yeah, I yeah. saw the second season. I did watch that. I did yeah. see the first he, season. He kind of made that show. <laughs> Make it. He made well, it. I just... <laughs> bump, bump. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Jim, what's your pick? What's your number five? Uh, Tucker Carlson. <laughs> no, 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 I'm kidding. That's not right. <laughs> that is a dark comedy. I will go, uh, yes, I will go. Perry Cox, John C. McGinley, Johnny Mac. That was my number one. <laughs> as, as much as you had like the play between uh, Zach Braff and. Uh, uh, Donald Cezanne and then the, the two girls or anything. Uh, John C. McGinley made that show. <laughs> I, I, will agree. I yes. will agree. Everybody else had good characters, but without 
that character, I think the show uh, pales. Yes. So I did um, my number five. I did as not making the show, but it surprised uh, she surprised me in the show. Uh, it made me it made it enjoyable, uh, and she was only on for a couple episodes. Kathy Bates as Joe in The Office. I really enjoyed her character, um, and she was a good foil to Michael. Um, and so I that basically saw through his bullshit and laziness uh, because he always got away with it somehow. Because he had good sales, his his company, his office. So uh, Kathy Bates, especially when she brought the well, Great Danes every week. Then is it bullshit and laziness if he, the job gets done? In spite of him, I yes, mean, it does. <laughs> but, I mean, if they had another person in charge, they might have been by the book, and then, but they might not have had the sales that I agree. they had. I agree. I'm just saying. So Kathy Bates. <laughs> Kathy Bates. Uh, my number four um, is going to be, um, I hope you did, it's basically the whole gang from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, that show should not work, and it does, because all four of them, well, now three, uh, are magnificent in it. Um, it's hilarious. They're all deplorable. Well, I guess there's four now still with Danny there's, DeVito. Yeah, you can add Yeah, DeVito. I say there's five main characters. Yeah. At least from the second season on. Yeah. I, <laughs> I would have, if I had him on the list, I would have had Danny DeVito on there. Because the, the show was funny without him, but when they brought him on, because they made him yeah. bring a name person on, yeah, he really took that character of Frank and made him <laughs> completely unscrupulous and not not unlikable because you actually like him, but he's just an ass <laughs> down I, to his core, and I, it's a great character. I still yeah, I, I, I would. Oh, I'm sorry, Jeff. Go ahead. I would have. No, I would have picked Danny DeVito from there, too, because honestly, it's more of the writing and the situations as far as the performances. I don't think the others give great performances. Charlie does. I mean, especially Charlie feels like he didn't memorize the <laughs> script and he's trying to remember what he's supposed to say. Which makes it funnier. Because the character's <laughs> an idiot. <laughs> but but Char- it feels like Charlie Day just kind of like stammers through some lines that it felt like they should have been delivered better to me. I feel like we should I all think thank... That, I think that's part of his character. Well, like when he just repeats, oh, you didn't do it, you should have done it, you did. and it's like, you know, it felt like they didn't flesh out how that scene was going. He just winged it, and it fell flat. I, I get that one watching Charlie Day on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, just say it. We can just say thank thank you to Danny DeVito because he brought the word toe knife into daily uh, into pop culture. It's <laughs> my toe knife. Toe knife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, God, Jim, what's your number four? My number four is uh, Lamorne Morris from uh-huh. New Girl. Winnie the Bish. Winnie <laughs> Winston the Bish. Bishop. Uh, Again, who wasn't on the uh, the, pilot. The, the pilot, but after uh, Damon Wayans got his uh, new show, they needed to bring another character in, and he fit in well with everybody, even when they brought Damon Wayans back. <laughs> Was Damon Wayans a regular character in the last couple seasons? Yes. Well, he came back, was a regular 
for a season then left again so he wasn't there for like the last season so i'm not i not sure he would he wasn't regular in the last season but he was in episodes okay he moved out of the apartment at one point yes uh jeff what's your number four uh, oh it's to me yeah hey uh my number four I have uh, Danny Pudi as Abed Nadir in Community. I think that show falls apart if he can't pull off that role. You don't want to put Chevy Chase in that? <laughs> nope. I did not want to put... Now, Chevy Chase plays a good, grumpy old asshole, but... Uh, Does he really the... play him? Mm, whatever. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> but uh, yeah, you, you, you need the Abed character to be believable and, and whatnot uh, for that, for the whole show to work, I think. And he pulls it off. Okay. Uh, Doug, number four. Uh, I'll go with Ted Danson and the good, uh, the good place. Okay. I had him as an honorable mention. Yeah. He was originally on my list and he was bumped off. I think you should do just, just really now. Hair. Just now, when Doug mentioned him, you bumped him off his list. No, <laughs> matter of fact, when we come back down, I'll tell you why he was bumped off. But uh, I agree with with Doug on that pick. Uh, Doug, number three. Number three, I went with Bernie Mac from the Bernie Mac Show. Okay. I feel like because that's without a, Bernie Mac, there would be no Bernie Mac. Show. <laughs> exactly. Uh, performance was stellar. Bernie Mac, I'm gonna silence. Bernie Mac. I would put him on my Mr. list, but I had to watch Mister Three Thousand, and that just brought everything. No, no, never again, never. I think he was in Soul Plane too. Ugh. Uh. I think, I think the Bernie Mac show is kind of an underrated show. I don't think I, you go back and watch the episode now. I, I, I still enjoy it more than I think I enjoyed it more than I did when it first came out. Yeah, I didn't really watch it when it first came out, and I've caught. Uh, you know, uh, showings on repeats or whatnot as background stuff. And I've enjoyed it when I saw it, but uh, I never really paid attention because it was, at the time, just the background. Uh, Jeff, what's your number three? Uh, Oh, I see poor connection on our Skype there, Jason. You getting me? Yeah, I'm fine. I got you. Okay. All right. It went away. All right. Uh, my number three um, is also from The Good Place, but I decided to take uh, Darcy Carden, who played Janet. That that, I, that was it was between those two. I almost, yeah. I almost took her. <laughs> but that was what mine was between yep. uh, Ted Dan. I went, uh, I think, you know, because like Ted Danson, you know, he had to be believable for that twist to work. Mm-hmm. Or, or otherwise it falls flat and the whole show falls apart. So I understand the Ted Dancer choice, but I just thought her as Janet with all the shit Janet had to do, and then every evil Janet and even disco yes. Janet. I mean, <laughs> so uh, I, I, I bumped Darcy Carden over Ted Dancer. But. Uh, Jim, what's your number three? My number three is George Bluth, Sr., Jeffrey Tambor from Arrested Development. Uh, I just, I think without, again, the character who puts them all in this bad spot, I think uh, 
they wouldn't uh, all be as fucked up as they are. <laughs> there's, there's, and I always, think he did a great job in that role. There's always money in the banana stand. He did do no, a good nope. job in that role. Yes. No touching. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, I had number three. Somehow I I screwed up Jim here. Uh oh, I broke Jim down. No, oh, you muted him. Bring him back. <laughs> and now you kicked him out. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> see if Jim. Way is back to in go, there. Jason. <laughs> Jim. Hi, Jim. My there bad. he is. <laughs> Jason didn't like you, Jim. I'm sorry, Jim. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, I was trying to fix something with the sound. So, uh, anyways, uh, let's see here. Uh, my number three, and this is just because I gave up on the series because uh, it got annoying, but Neil Patrick Harris in How I Met Your Mother. Uh, I think he he keeps that show together. You gave, up, you gave up on it because it was annoying and he, he's not his character. Speaking. The rest of the show was, it was annoying. Oh, okay. Uh, even though I love Allison Hannigan, um, I felt like that there was a, uh, Neil Patrick Harris though did a really good job holding a lot of things together. So yeah. he did a great job. It resurrected his career that no one yeah. thought was possible. Uh, my number two is, Quite possibly one of my favorite shows I'm, wa- I'm re- watching for the first time, even though it's been out, is Hank Azaria and Brockmire. Uh, I love Hank Azaria in that show. And I need to watch that one. I've never seen it. It is hilarious. It is hilarious. So, uh, let's see here. Is somebody, Jim, you okay over there? Yeah, I'm okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. For a second there, I thought you were uh, flying a Apache helicopter into Nam. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> uh, you okay, Charlie? You okay? Uh, let's see here. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Uh, Jim, what's your number two? My number two, I'm going to Hobie this. Okay. Two guys from the same show. The way that they played off each other was fantastic. I'll go Kumal, Nanjiani, and Martin Starr. In Silicon Valley. Okay. It's another one I probably need to watch. I, I uh, saw it, two, episodes, you know, two seasons Thomas of it. Middleditch is the, Thomas Middleditch is the head uh, guy in the show, and he's the the head of the, uh, the company they started. But his two programmers uh, were uh, Dinesh and Kamal uh, Johnny and, uh, and Martin Starr, and they don't like each other. So they're always oh. trying to beat each other at things and and fuck with each other and that's pretty funny uh jeff what's your number two uh my number two was uh close to jim's number three there uh same uh show but i picked uh david cross as tobias fumke <laughs> on uh i i honestly yeah just like all the terrible situations and, and stuff that he puts it in, I just found that actually the best part of the show. I mean, otherwise, it's just a bunch of assholes who hate each other, but then you get the goofy guy in the middle of it, and that's what I really liked. I like David Cross and Alvin and the Chipmunks. He did a really good job in that. <clears throat> you did not like David Cross and Alvin and the Chipmunks. You're being facetious. I am. 
Uh, Doug, what's your number two? Uh, number two, I went with Portia de Rossi, Veronica Palmer from Better Off Ted, the cold and calculating boss. Yes. Yep. Uh, series I need There's to There's a lot of good things from Better Off Ted. Yeah, I need to go yeah. back and watch because I didn't see the whole run, and it was a short run. Yes. But uh, there's some good things to that show. Uh, what's your number one, Doug? Uh, number one was John C. McGinley from Scrubs. Oh, okay. Put on board. Uh, Jeff, number one. Uh, my number one is uh, Wendy McClendon Covey in The Goldbergs. Okay. That's a good one. I, I think <clears throat> that, uh, I mean, her performance in that, I'm just stunned she's never been nominated for an Emmy because, you know, the Emmys suck if they're not nominating her performances. Because I think it's it's the some of the best comedic performances out there and uh and yeah and again yeah she holds that whole show together without her it doesn't work okay yeah, the show mainly is i think she is the main star the character's written for her and yeah. she carries it well i mean she she runs it <laughs> uh jim number one number one i am going to go adam scott from Party Down. Yeah, I, I I wanted to see that series. I've heard nothing but great things about that series. Again, it's two seasons. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm pissed off they didn't have any more. <laughs> I watched the first episode, I think it was, and yeah. then Netflix dropped it. Or it left that. So, like, I, I watched it and I'm like, okay. And then, like, the next week I went to watch another one and it was gone from Netflix. Bastard. What? What? It's on Hulu now. Yeah, that doesn't help me. <laughs> uh, my number one is Andre Brower from Brooklyn Nine Nine, the police chief. Mm, yeah. Uh, I kind of thought that's how you would go. I, I knew he would be on somebody's list. He cracks me up every episode. God, I love that character. And he you just don't expect it from him because he's you always see him in serious roles. And then you see him in that, and it is just hilarious. Because um, there are days that, um, uh, what is it, uh, Andy Samberg um, yeah. and his wife in the show, Gina, uh, no, not Gina, um, I forget his wife's name in it. Um, they can, can get annoying, but it, you always go to the police chief, and he's hilarious in it. Uh, Andre Brown always does something good with it, so uh, that is my number one. Uh, real quick, any honorable mentions? I have three. Go ahead. Go. I have uh, Titus Burgess and the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, he connects the show in a, just a different different way that wouldn't be there without him. Um, I will go with uh, uh, Sam Elliott in The Ranch, because without him, there's really no reason to watch that show. (laughs) (laughs) And let's see, the other one I had was uh, Matt LeBlanc in episodes playing shitty Matt LeBlanc. (laughs) Uh, Jeff, anything? Playing just a bad version of himself. Yeah, no, no, that was a good performance. Uh, the bad Matt LeBlanc, I, I agree. With, yeah, it, it showed he could do more than just Joey. Yeah, <laughs> that was my honorable uh, mention, Matt LeBlanc and Joey. 
damn it. <laughs> uh, the only other uh, mention I had was uh, also from uh, Arrested Development. I thought about uh, Jessica Walter as uh, the uh, Lucille Bluth. <laughs> Doug, you got any? Not Lucille Two. Not Lucille Two. No. Lucille, she was, Lucille. <laughs> Lucille. No. She, she doesn't win the worst mother of the year award for nothing. Uh, we had some listeners uh, send in some stork episodic geek. He had Steve Carell, uh, Titus Burgess, Catherine O'Hara, uh, Amy Poehler and Larry David. Uh, MG Ulysses Swanson had Jeff Daniels as Will, Will McCovey in the newsroom. I don't think that's a comedy. Uh, uh, just, just don't don't read his list because there's only like one comedy on there. No, no. Nick Offerman as <laughs> Ron Swanson in Parks and Rec. The entire cast of Shameless. He obeyed it. Ah, Shameless can be funny. That's two comedies, yeah. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland as Jack Bart. Nope. Uh, Martin Sheen as Kristen <laughs> Bartlett in The West Wing. Nope. Uh, Stork did call him out. I appreciate that. He did say sitcom being the key word. Uh, but he went the Randall Holt uh, way of uh, doing a top five and just kind of did his own. So that's okay. That's okay. Uh, let's see here. Um, I think that was all it from that one. Let me see if there's anything else on here. There's uh, stuff on Facebook. Yeah, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Uh, nobody oh. had Robert California. <clears throat> I was kind of oh, You put him as the picture going <laughs> out. No one really yeah, that was going that. to that. That was going to be one of mine, but you put it on the on the picture, so... James Spader. Uh, <laughs> let's see. James Spader was terrible on the office. <laughs> oh, he was awesome. <laughs> Brian Auer. Uh, this is for Doug. Alan Tudyk from Powerless. I, I like that one. That was a good pick. Uh, Steve Carell in The Office. Neil Patrick Harris in How I Met Your Mother. Kristen Bell in The Good Place. And Jim Parsons in The Big Bang Theory. Which, I think his character got annoying at the end, but he definitely did... He was this piece that got everybody's attention. At the end? Well, he was annoying a lot, but... Um, His character was annoying. Jim Parsons' performance was correct. good. Yes. As an annoying character. Uh, Sean, a Pittsburgh nerd, had Allison Janey as mom. In mom, sorry. Uh, Kat Dennings and Two Broke Girls. Get the fuck out. Uh, See, Kat Dennings is good. Two Broke Girls just wasn't. No. Uh, Nick Honestly, I'll say the same thing. Allison Janney is good, but Mom, I was disappointed. Did you see uh, Anna Ferris is leaving that show? I saw that. I don't know how you're going to make a yeah. show now, but... I mean, they already wrote out the kids. daughter. Yeah. All her yeah, kids. You'll have, so. you'll have I mean, Allison Janney on my... It'll be, it'll be the good part of the show. <laughs> yeah, Allison Janney and... Uh, oh, crap, I forgot her name. Uh... Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Joy from My Name is Earl. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh. Okay, moving on. So, uh, <laughs> Nick, hey, hey, you, but she she was in. Uh, 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 oh crap! No, I forgot the name of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Good <laughs> job, Jeff. Motorcycle movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, with that bandana on your head, you kind of look like Prison Mike from The Office <laughs> right now. <laughs> hey, hey, Prison Mike. <laughs> Uh, Nick Offerman from Parks and Rec, uh, Rain Wilson from The Office, and Alec Baldwin in 30 Rock. Uh, let's see. Uh, Doug, wait a minute. Doug, you had two lists? You had all the Hogan's Heroes cast? Wait a minute. What's this? What is this? <laughs> it wasn't all of them. 
Ah, my goodness. Really? Even with the honorable mentions, there were still someone you left off? There were still a few, yeah. <laughs> it, it's Jamie Presley, Jeff. Thank you, Jamie Presley. <laughs> and, and that and that reminded me of somebody I meant to put on my list, and I forgot, and Ethan Suplee is Raymond. Oh, yeah. I'm changing my list. I'm From put Parker Lewis can't lose? No. Oh. No. Uh, We're talking about this century, Jason. My bad. Uh, the Dit Man. He had all things Kevin James just for me. Screw you. So there you go. There's your top te- uh, five list. Uh, thanks, everybody, for turning that in. Doug, thanks for showing up. Uh, no problem. Minutes notice, and you came on the show. You wouldn't watch the politics. Je- Scab Jeff would, so he's going to get ripped on for that next week. Um, but you, you know, as I was... As I was printing off the outline, my wife's like, uh, you know, you got 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, uh, I don't oh, want to know yeah. that. <laughs> wow. Wow. That only takes like two or three. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Moving on. Uh, bad idea of the week. Uh, Disney laying off 28,000 people. That is bad idea number 28,000. <laughs> Bad idea, 28000 Thank you, Gavin Newsom. Ugh, damn it. Why can't you just let everyone get sick? God. Yeah, I mean, what you, you want them to have to pay all these people when they're not making money? Oh, they're making money. Well, uh, the, the park isn't. It's no. shut down. I always hated Gavin Newsom's music, too. Fuck that music. Oh, that was Gavin McGraw. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> different guy. Gavin Rosdale. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Uh, I think that was it. I think. Oh, we have titles for the show. Jeff, you got anything? I got uh, best spoken word <laughs> and my wife's 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I had you got 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, he doesn't know it. Uh, downloadable content. Uh, I'm Megan. Um, no, flip the never gr- be on Megan. Uh, flip the grill. Um, shouldn't I shouldn't have had all that steak? <laughs> and uh, unless you're Britain, <laughs> because unless you're Britain, yes. <clears throat> Jimmy, got anything? No, I didn't write anything down. Okay, I'm going with you. Got ten minutes. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. I got. I oh, got, I'm sorry. It, it's got a nice char on the outside. <laughs> and... And domestic sissity. <laughs> no, because I can't spell that either. <laughs> I like the nice chart on the outside. It's got a nice, got a nice chart on the outside. I, I, I kind of oh, like that one, too. <laughs> it's got a nice chart. C-H-A-R? Yes. Yeah. On the outside. Thought John Candy smelled bad on the outside. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was a good episode. Maybe we have to go back and find a a fun episode. Yeah, Uh, the one titled "I Thought John Candy Smelled Bad on the Outside." Uh, That was actually in our, I think, top ten most downloadable ones because uh, our provider Lipson actually had on their Facebook page, "Hey, give us a good title for one of your shows," and I put that one out there. (laughs) <laughs> and people start liking it, and the numbers went up. 
<laughs> Thanks, John Candy. <laughs> that and uh, I like you, Punches Pilot. I'll kill you next. <laughs> I'll kill you last. <laughs> Okay, well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, Roger says goodbye. Goodbye. You are listening to a hobby.